This is the Hartford Online Radio Network. 21st Century Audio. Delivered. On the horn.com. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to another week. It's very exciting. We are Open for Business, the podcast that explores all things business, entrepreneurship, technology, marketing, customer service, and making a few honest dollars for yourself. Bandwidth for On the Horn is provided by Amazon S3 servers. Amazon S3 is storage over the internet. Retrieve any amount of data at any time from anywhere on the web. Highly scalable, reliable, secure, and fast. Also inexpensive, all from a name you trust, Amazon. For more information about Amazon S3 servers, visit aws.amazon.com. This is episode 38, The Dark Side of Business Loans. Work hard for the money. Open for Business is sponsored by Gateway Financial Group, the accounting firm of Budwitz Admire, Jack Deepwater Seafood, and Central, ctdental.com. I'm Brian Parker, and I am, of course, as always, joined by Zen Master Tommy Russo, co-owner of LNR Productions Full Service Audio Video Production House, LNRProductions.com. Hello, Tommy. Hey, Brian. How are you? I'm good. You were a little under the weather. You're feeling better now? Thank you for asking. Yes, I was, but I am feeling much better. That's With cool, a haircut. Right? Did I get a haircut? Did you yeah. get a haircut? No, I Looks think like so. it. No, I think he's just greasier than usual. Yes, All right. thank you. Liz. Fair enough. That's <laughs> what it is. That other voice you hear, of course, is Ken Cook, acclaimed author, speaker, Fortune 500 consultant, and contributor to Inc. Magazine, now running peer-to-peeradvisors.com. You can check him out at peer-to-peeradvisors.com. Hello, Ken. Hello, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Our topic tonight, a cautious economy prompting a bunch of money to sit on the sidelines. How? Does business get the money? We don't know. I don't know if anyone wants to know. But first, Tommy's going to get us a few quotes to get us in the mood. Yeah, absolutely. His Tommy quotes. Here they are. The king of quotes. He's the king of quotes. I like that. I'm going to write that down. So Ken and Brian, we've got this year, or this week, I should say, contributions from Jim Rohn. And then Sports Jim Rohn? No, this is the... I'm surprised you're not familiar with this guy. He's a great sales trainer. Author, wrote a number of books um, and was in particularly popular uh, in the multi-level marketing arena. (laughs) That would be a topic of conversation. Should make the quote easy to fix. (laughs) (laughs) That um, and who's number two? Number two is Jeffrey Gittimer. Oh, both in the sales game. Yeah, both in the sales game. So here we go. One customer. Will take well taken care of could be more valuable than ten thousand dollars worth of advertising, and then next customers will want to talk to you if they believe you can solve their problems. Who's who, boys? Who's who? Um, customers will want to talk to you. That's more egotistical. So I'm going to go with the multi-level marketing guy. I'm going to go in sequence. Quote one is Rome. Quote two is Gittimer. Uh, so I'm going in the opposite direction? Right. Ken wins the prize. Come oh, on. Honest to goodness. Wait a Come on. I've been yeah. playing sales forever, Brian. <laughs> All right. 
But what do you think about in that? Order Customers to, will talk to you if they believe Ken you can solve this. Ken gets this brick their... to the head. That, 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 <laughs> that's what he's going to get. Here you go. Let me let me put it up. Well, let me see. So that... everyone can see it flying by. Incoming. Yeah, you're the head. Here it comes. There oh, God. God. Yes. There you go. That sounds Reception like something my family sex. would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. You know, one customer worth more than ten grand in advertising. That right. was the quote. All right. That's eh. Jim Rohn. But that's I, sort of like, eek. All right. Eek. Let, let me tell you the story of the $28,000 chickens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Standing out in front of this brand new building. Yeah. Heavy industrial steel manufacturing. Company. Okay. All right. Owner showing the place off. Okay. Landscaping truck goes rolling by. He says, that's my next door neighbor. And they, he's still actively doing all the landscaping. So my question to him is, "Did they? are they doing the landscape? No, they're not. Why not? Chickens. Chickens. Chickens, believe it or not. It turned out when he first bought the site, which was a deserted bowling alley next to yeah, this guy who yeah. had a landscaping business, he the landscaper also had chickens that roamed freely on his property. So as he starts to demolish the bowling alley and put up his new building, right? he kindly asked his neighbor, just rein your chickens in so they don't get onto my construction site because it causes me all kinds of problems. And he didn't listen, wouldn't agree to it. It finally took a letter and support from the town to get the guy to get his chickens reined in. Okay. The total charge for doing all the landscaping on the property was twenty eight grand. There you go. So that's $28,000 chickens. Interesting. Yeah. I like that. $28,000 chickens. All for the sake of a relationship. A good one. Build them when you can because you never know when you're going to need them, folks. Yeah. Well, you know, more importantly, it's don't burn the bridges. Yeah. You know, that's, I think, the most important thing. Well, and if you go back to the quote that Jim Rohn is accredited for, that's exactly what he is sharing with us is to do, you know, to make sure that you do not burn that bridge. One customer well taken care of. Yep. There's the essence of that phrase. Yeah. You know, and really making sure. And I you know something I have to agree that if once you bring that customer in, it's one thing to be able to be a savvy enough salesperson to close the customer, but everything else has to do with great customer experience. Without a doubt. And that's it. They have to know that you love and care about them more than anyone else out there in your industry. All right. So segueing poorly then. How are banks that are sitting now on hundreds of millions of dollars that they are not lending going to repair all of these relationships with all of these customers who want loans and they're getting no, no, no across the board? I think that was a good segue. You like that? I do. Cool. Thank I, you. No, absolutely. Well, I think I it's mean, going to be one customer at a time. No. Nah, you don't think so? Too deep. Too deep. Okay. Too, scars are too, too, too much pain. I mean, you, I was reading an article. There's manufacturing companies. The one guy, if I can find the quote here, he was talking about where he is with his business. And all he he's runs a $10 to $12 million manufacturing firm, has run and sold successfully four different manufacturing companies over his career. And uh, let's see, where is it here? Yep, revenue was up 80% over last year. No, wrong one. Here it is. Uh, this is currently man. generates ten to twelve million a year in sales. Demand is rising. If business keeps at this per pace and the firm can secure a timely one million dollar loan, the CEO is confident he can boost revenues by forty percent. We can increase sales, buy new equipment, hire twenty more workers. 
and he's built and sold five other manufacturing companies, not four. And getting the loan hasn't been easy. He's lost in the time frame a $3 million line of credit from his number ba- number one bank, which is, can I dare say it, the biggest bank in the country, Bank of America. And it's just insane. I mean, they're wanting absolutely outrageous terms, and they want it fully collateralized, including lines of credit. But let me ask you a question. I'm going to stop you right there. All right. We're going to turn this scenario around. We know this is not going to happen anytime soon, but let's assume that a banker from Bank of America recognizes that they've fallen short and really owns it and goes to this manufacturer and says to him or them, you know something, we've made a grave mistake here. You are an important client to us. We are not only going to reinstate that $3 million line of credit, but we're going to do this for you. We're going to do essentially almost everything that you ask because you have earned the business. Does that peacemaker, or better still, peace builder from Bank of America, going to that, going to that manufacturer, not only turn him around, but motivate him to turn to his brethren in the manufacturing association industry and say to them, "You're not going to believe what just happened." Probably. There's Probably. that. There's that ten thousand dollars worth of advertising yeah. that that one well taken care of. Customer, it's what the reason why I picked that quote. It's a twenty-eight thousand dollars chicken right there. <laughs> that's my new phrase. That right there, son. That's a twenty-eight thousand dollars chicken. Thank hey, you. You're taking you're your taking point. us out to dinner. Go to ahead. your point, Tom. Another guy running yeah. a cycle repair shop, Portland, Oregon, talked about moving from B of A again down yeah. to a local community bank. He said, "Good serv- good customer service isn't just being friendly; it's actually doing something for somebody." Yeah, can that's I get true. an amen? I mean, yeah, we need true. we need some sound yeah. effects because I want an amen and uh, behind that one. And what the local <laughs> bank did, they <laughs> do asked we need for a sound deep? effect for amen? Usually, you we, have it for like no, like a hallelujah chorus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Yes, hallelujah. thank you. This exactly. should be good you to write down, actually. Don't have me sing. Please don't have me sing. All right, well, just don't, don't do it. I'm not telling you to sing. No one wants you to sing. So that point is, again, reinforced. It is. And, I mean, to add detail to what this guy is saying with that sentence, the local bank asked for details of a situation, remembered those details, and when a special loan became available, they got back to them immediately. They didn't forget, even though a time lapse occurred. I mean, that's cool. That's really cool. This is about as good as I can do for right now. Okay, but that works. Yeah, but much better than me singing. Very good, very good, very good. Yeah, a nice cadre of those kinds of sound effects, Brian. Yeah, get get on it. Well, then, what what, what do you want for the if if you want to like? Hallelujah would be cool. No, well, what what if what if you don't like it? Well, you know, we'll we'll go with the flow. You know me. Going with applause, booze will work. Yeah, booze. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's cheers instead of booze, but that works. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, that works. That's good. Cheers and what <laughs> cheers? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is all right. We're just giving you a hard time on the soundboard. So with that said, how you know, what's the next step that banks need to take? Well, I give credit to Bank of America. They're taking a proactive step by hiring literally one thousand small business lending officers. And I don't know if they're going to blank. I don't know where they're going to put them. I don't know what their role is going to be. But the fact that they're taking that kind of a step and putting 1,000 bodies on the street in the small business community, that's got to speak something. Is that countrywide, East Coast? Countrywide. Countrywide. That's still pretty significant. Oh, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, that is. That's like my math, 20, almost 20 per state? Yeah. Pretty, okay. And then exactly 20 per state. Good math. <laughs> God, am I good? I think I get applause on that one, Brian. <laughs> the requirement of the calculator. Thank you. <laughs> I, I just... What I'd be curious, though, is how are these bankers that are being put out on the street? And Brian and I can relate to this, you know, the, the um, broadcast industry. How many salespeople did Infinity hire, put them out on the street, and not give them a lick of training? So I'm curious yeah. as to the yeah. training. I was goes, one of them. Okay. I mean, that was 12-plus years ago or whatever. But, but still. And you still see some of those policies occurring you know mm -hmm. in that particular industry so i want to know what kind of people skills and training are these individuals you know being armed with when they go out and meet with the likes of you and me and the manufacturers that we're talking about it's a great question i mean it, from my perspective if you are client facing and client interacting you have to have the authority to make decisions period I mean, if you don't, it's crazy. I mean, it, there was a book called The Nordstrom Way, and Nordstrom is another one of these great reputation customer service companies. And when you get hired there, they have a 5 by 8 card that is handed to you on the first day, and it's titled The Nordstrom Employee Handbook. And basically, I'm going to paraphrase the whole thing because I can't remember it exactly. But it says, welcome to Nordstrom's. We're very glad you're here. We value our customers extremely highly, and they are the most important thing that we do, and we value our customer service above everything else. When dealing with customers, use your best judgment of all t at all times. That's the one and only rule that we have here at Nordstrom's, and the following people are available to support you in your efforts, and they list out titles. That's I love it. it. That's the employee handbook. Because they, they have... Yeah, faith yeah. in the hiring process. That, well, also very good, yeah. I mean, I think there's probably some sort of, there has to be another handbook. Because I think you actually have to physically hand people like the sexual harassment. Oh, there's an HR handbook and then there's an employee handbook. Ah, okay. very good. Rules and regs, very Brian. Good. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it just makes all the sense in the world that if you're going to take the time to invest in somebody, and bring them on board, you better give them the power to make you look great. That's the yeah. best point made so far in my mind in this show this evening is just what you said. And how many times are you in a position as a consumer, whether you're purchasing a car at a dealership and the salesperson says, I need to talk to our F&I guy or, you know, whatever, or you're on the phone with someone no matter what the issue is, when you know that that individual and believe that that individual should have the ability to make that decision in that particular moment mm -hmm. and they are not empowered with that, that capability, I think you've hit the nail on the head. And I think we as consumers, no matter what we're consuming, want to deal with people that are willing to be able to say yes or no and mm -hmm. give us a good reason why. Well, let me bounce a question back to you then. Okay. Um, the majority of our audience are small businesses, and you and I each run small businesses. You are what I would describe as one of the best orchestra leaders around. 
you have a team of resources that you tap into to provide a wide spectrum of services to your clients. Some are your own in-house resources, some are outsourced resources. Particularly with the outsourced ones, how much leeway do you give them and how do you deal with that? A ton. A ton. And in so Why? many words, even though I don't have that three by five index card that Nordstrom's does, I'm going to let them know, you know, especially when they first come into the family, mm -hmm. L&R's family of vendors, um, that it's all about the customer. Right. We want to make sure that we hit timelines. Right. Creativity is key, but I'm going to ask you to do your very best in every single situation to make sure that ultimately the customer that we're both serving is completely, totally happy. And what process do you use then that gets you to the point that you can confidently say that? Confidently say what? Say to a new vendor, I'm going to give you the latitude to service my customer. I mean, you're taking your biggest asset you have, which is your customer relationship, and you're putting it in the hands of someone else. It is an evolving process. And what I mean by that is if you came on board today as a vendor, you were a videographer that we hired for the first time, um, I would make sure that in the beginning stages of our relationship, though our intention is to empower you so that you can think on your own and you don't need to be calling me when you're in the midst of a shoot to make sure that you've got permission to do something. But I'm going to be there through that initial process as best I can right. without too much hand-holding to help to evolve, to train, to mentor, to do the things that need to be done, and to create a bridge between vendor and client relationship. Uh, but at some point in time, if I'm going to be as productive and as successful as I'm hoping to be, I need to be able to cut the strings and in my own head realize Ken is capable of doing this just as well, if not better than I am. And I think often that becomes the issue, that when we delegate, there's still some ego, ego that mm. we have as individuals thinking, there's no way Cook can handle that on his own. He's going to need me there that whole. That <laughs> and Cook's sitting there saying, God, would he please go back to the office and leave me the hell alone? You sound like my children in that moment. <laughs> Uh, but you you nailed it. That's 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 it. So it's. But I can tell you that we've got. We're almost thirty years in business. We've got a hand a handful or two of vendors that I can as John. Less than ten. Uh, no, well, no more than that. I'm just using that okay. in, in, in general terms. Um, that and you know something now that I think about it somewhere in that that range that I can as John Hesline from. Uh, Springfield Mass, mm -hmm. the phrase he yeah. uses, I can set it and forget it. I, I give it to that individual. Isn't that Ron Popeil? Uh, maybe it is. Mm. It's Ron Popeil. Okay, well, I heard it first from John Hesley. God rest his soul. Did he die? He did. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, I, oh, yeah. No yeah. one told me. Yeah, QVC went black for 30 seconds. Now, there's a $28,000 chicken. they really? No, chicken. they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> they should have, but they didn't. He's did. not a $28,000 chicken. So what you're saying is... Banks suck at customer service. Is that what the is that what the sort of give is sort of back on I track knew we'd a little get bit? Back there. Sort of banks suck at customer. Here's yeah, what I he, think they do. Frankly. Here's one of the things that, that that's bothering me. This phrase and this this headline. The Fed is paying banks not to lend. They are. Not true. You don't think so? They're not. 
No, the Fed is paying interest rates uh-huh. on money that banks lend to each other higher than the interest rates that banks can lend out in the market. Ouch. No, the well, th- that's always been true. That's it's called the federal funds rate. Mm-hmm. It's the overnight rate. That's always always been true. What's happening is this is where the these people say this. The Fed is annoyed at all these monstrous banks and investment firms going bankrupt because they don't have enough cash because they were speculating. So the Fed came in and said, shame on you. You're in timeout. Go to your room. And while you're there, I'm increasing the amount of money that you have to keep in reserve to make sure you don't go out of business. Yes. Now, for that money in reserve, they get to buy treasuries, which comes with an interest rate, which Mm -hmm. is also not very exciting. No. But trust me, these banks, I mean, the difference between getting 25 basis points and paying, you know, 15 basis points is not, this is not how the banks are making their money, you know, no No matter how many billions you have, you know, this is not, this is not how they want to do business. They don't want to make, you know, a 10th of a percent on their money. They really don't want to do that. They want to do other stuff, but they're being taken to the shed by the Federal Reserve and Ben Bernanke, and people just don't get it. Like, this is a really good thing the Fed is doing. They're requiring them to keep a big reserve so they don't fail and our whole system. You know what I'm saying? I do. So, Business Insider has this, meanwhile, the Fed's still paying banks not to lend. It's not really paying... They happen to make a few dollars on what they have in reserve, but that's not what they—that's not what they want to do with it. They want to make a few more dollars out of this. Trust me, they're still greedy. They're still greedy. They don't want to make, you know, ten basis points. But anyway, so that—that's my big thought about big banks are bad, but they are getting kind of screwed. What's really interesting is the Occupy Wall Street folks. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had seen this article that I posted. Um. They they have this big force to this big push to tell people to go to your local banks, do business with your local banks, get your business loans from your local banks. Really, and the hysterical thing is, the local banks are lending at an even lower percentage than the big banks, which is hysterical. Yeah, they are. So the Occupy Wall Street crowd saying, big banks are terrible, terrible customer service. Go over here to a bank that has worse customer service. This is tremendous. You know what's know what's striking to me is that in the languaging that you've been using for the past few minutes, Brian, uh, you in the, your initial question to me is so you're saying that banks' customer service sucks, um, and from that point on, you talked about banks doing this and banks doing that. And you're no different than I think the vast majority of us. But what about the banker, the personalized service of the banker? There is none. Well, but you know, there some, is none. I can I, can I have sh- yet to meet a banker. I can share a story that we we just went through not that long ago, at the beginning of this year, with Citizens Bank. That's the bank that you know uh, LNR does business with. And we had been bounced around from one banker in that organization to another and never really feeling comfortable until this young woman came in 
and has worked with us in unbelievable ways, unbelievable ways. I won't get into all the details, but this woman is a fabulous banker. Now, I think Brian is more than justified in the languaging because mm -hmm. that's how it has been positioned to us for many, many years. But I think that's part of the problem and part of the marketing well, turnaround for banks to do. I think you need to recognize that there is a distinction between banks and deals on the street. Banks as an institution right. deal in macroeconomic policy. Banks as an institution. For themselves. For themselves. Yes, okay. I mean, that's the important part. Yes, for, for themselves. themselves. And to your point, Brian, I absolutely agree that uh, the increase in the credit reserves has changed the balance sheet of the bank dramatically, and they're having to put more cash away, da 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 da, -da. And I, you could probably pick half a dozen economists and bring them in. But to your point, Tom, every business owner that I've ever spoken with when we talk about their banking relationship, they s distinctly describe their relationship with a person, not with a bank. I do business with people because of Joe. I do business with Bank of America because of Mary. I don't do business with yes. Bank of America. Yes, and I wrote this down because I wanted to make sure that I mentioned this. And you know why they do that? Because there, there is no such thing as a banker anymore. There are only navigators of bureaucracy. <laughs> That's who the bankers, the old, the new bankers are. They're navigators of bureaucracy. I like that. And I that know. is what I think you mean by I do business with peoples because of Joe. Because Joe helps me navigate the Precisely. ridiculous bureaucracy of People's Bank. Not that there's anything wrong with People's Bank. Of course there is. There's tons of things wrong with it. But I'm not really here to bash People's Bank. It's a bank. All banks are bad. Um, it's just, you know, th there's no banker. There's no, I mean, the guys that come in. Protect your line of credit, Brian. Oh, my God. The, <laughs> the guys that come in to talk to me about my line of credit. Clueless. 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 In what way? I'm not even sure if they understand time value of my. I'm not even sure if they. If I gave them four of the five variables, if they could tell me, you know, the present value of a of a mortgage due. What do you want them to do? I want them to be a little learned in say, I don't know, math. Let's start there. <laughs> Let's start with math. That's what I. Uh, I don't think that's too much to ask. No, it's not. Okay. It's not. Well, now you know what to give out for Christmas presents. Calculators. Calculators. <laughs> not even that. They can't even do that. I mean, I'm and I do business with a lot of banks here. Whether it's Webster, Citizens, Peoples, Simsbury, Farmington. I do business with all of those banks. I do business with uh, uh, Bank of Charles Schwab. I do business with Bank of America. I do business with all these people. All of them pfft, suck. That's oh. my final word. Okay. Well, I'm, my question is, why aren't one of them with us this evening, Brian? That's because they <laughs> probably know my opinion already and didn't want to come on the show. Okay. We got that. But I want to go back to your title, though, Navigators of Bureaucracy. Yes. I yes. Navigators of Bureaucracy. That sound, I just finished reading The Hunger Games, the first book, and yeah. that sounds like a phrase that would have come out of that book, Navigators of Bureaucracy. Trust me, it's a good read. Hunger, it's a fun read. Oh, that was the movie yes. hit thing of the summer kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, the book. The was... movie hit thing of the summer thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a, was, as... it, was a, it was a teenage fave. 
Which well, I'll tell you the book. Draw though, me. The the book. Uh, did you ever get into the Harry Potter thing or no? Never? Oh definitely. man, fun read, fun fun read, and same thing with the Hunger Games, fun read. But okay. anyway, I'm going to go to my marketing observations. I think that would be great. Speaking of marketing observations, can we take a fast little break? Sure. sure. Because if you're what they're not on the phone, I don't know why it says that. Just pay no attention to that. Um, if you're watching the live show, you can see that we've uh, apparently put on a, on the phone there. But they're not on the phone. They're on the website right here. We're talking about, of course, centralctdental.com. Great customer service. Great customer service. If you want to see some of their testimonials about the customer service, you can do that on their website, centralctdental.com. I have been a patient of centralctdental.com for two years. Great Dentists, Teresa F. of Bristol says. And your tooth looks great, by the way. <laughs> Dr. Lupini, thank you so much for all the work you've done for me. I feel fortunate to have found, uh, to have found a top-notch dentist, and your generosity and professionalism are an added bonus. I appreciate everything you do for my family. Mary P. from Farmington. Those are real testimonials. Now, look, you don't have to just take their words for it. Go in. Give it a shot. See what they're going to do for you, my good friends. You can make an appointment online. It's that easy. You just click this little thing here, this little make an appointment button, and it brings up a little thing where you put in your, uh, you know, your first name, your last name, your address, what day you prefer the appointment, what day would it be all right for us to contact you? Do you like to be contacted in the morning, in the evening, afternoon, anytime? Tell us all about it. Best time to call centralctdental.com for serious issues or just a routine checkup. Go check them out. Or if you don't want to go online, you can always do this. Give them a call. Yes, yes, they do have phones there. 860-747-5761, centralctdental.com. Doctors Camp, Sambor, Lupini, great guys. Let's get back to Tommy, who's going to throw his marketing hat on and tell us all about it. Tommy. And Ken, to your point, thank you, Brian. Nice read on that, by the way. Um, to your point, in regards to interactions with some of your colleagues and clients, mm -hmm. et cetera, that when they talk about the relationship that they have with the bank, it has much more to do with the relationship with the banker. Correct. And as a marketer, I think that's really a key point. And we take a look at some of the local hospital advertising going on in the greater Hartford area. Okay. And there has been a dramatic shift. And part of that dramatic shift is is that the feature now is not promoting the hospital. It's the doctor. It's the doctor. Yeah. It is absolutely the doctor. And here's our cardiologist. And here's our pulmonologist. They're zeroing in on how these individuals can have a strong and pertinent impact on your life as an individual, yeah. your health. Yeah. Why, why? I haven't seen it. Maybe I'm missing it, but I haven't seen the same kind of, you see Webster Banks advertising people's banks, but there's nothing out there that I'm seeing that supports, you know, here's Ken Cook, banker from People's Bank. Banks here, don't do that. Well, I take exception. There is one local bank in Springfield. Uh, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of it. But they, all of their TV advertising, since I pick up Springfield stations at home, all of their TV advertising is the individual banker telling his or her story. 
and what they're doing at the bank. So that, that, that's the only exception, though, but it's just a local bank in Springfield. That's it. Well, it might, if any of our banking friends and Brian's clients are tuning in, that might be a consideration for them to take. You know what's interesting, though, is a, another distinction that pops into my head as you describe that, Tommy, is that you brand a bank, you market a banker. That's a great distinction. He's now, right. He's, what's the problem with that, though? Ah, what's the problem there? There could be a men tremendous chasm you between what the brand is. You would need someone to promote. Well, you would yeah, you need somebody need who understands who, math. Yeah, you would need to have someone who works at the bank who's worth anything. Well, I'm not willing to make the blanket judgment that all bankers are lousy. Oh, I will. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I do it for I you. I ain't getting on that bandwagon yeah, with you. Yeah, no, nor am I. Again, we have one exception. I've worked with a lot of, you know, not so great bankers, but the one that we have right now is exceptional. And are they a banker? Like, or do they come up with solutions? Yeah. Monetary solutions? For, or do they help you navigate through the paperwork? And what you have to do to get this loan approved. Or do they come to you proactively and say, hey, you know what I was thinking of? You know this loan that you have? I think we can save you a little money if you do X, Y, and Z and do all of this. Do they do that? I can tell you this young they lady. They do proactive stuff. This woman was unbelievable. This is at Peoples? No, Citizens. Citizens. I want her name. Okay, I'll give it to you. I can't remember her last name. First name is Melissa. I will get you the last name. Melissa. She is unbelievably good. She, and she's in Connecticut somewhere. She's in Connecticut. I'll tell you what. Here's what we're going to do. Okay. Spur of the moment. Spur of the moment. Brian's on a rage. I guess so. Look I'm out. so impressed. I'm so impressed. Uh-oh, he's you. got a credit card I'm out. I'm so impressed that this girl, and, and have you seen her or just talked to her on the phone? Oh, no. she. Uh, when we were in the heat of our negotiations, she was at our office, I don't know, probably half a dozen to ten times. Wow. I'm serious. Good for her. Yeah. Very good. All right, there's a twenty dollars gift card for Melissa to Black Eyed Sally's. You got it. All right, cool. Melissa, Let's have her on the show. Okay, I, I will prove do. it. Okay, okay. Jeez. Where's Ken's and mine? <laughs> <laughs> it's time for another break. Let me tell you now. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> oh, by the way, our good friend. You remember uh, 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 Diana Barbino no. from Casa Diana? Upscale dining, affordable oh, prices. Yeah, yeah, Remember yeah, her? Yeah, 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 yeah. The really good-looking gal. Oh, I'd never met her, so no. It's uh, it's her birthday today. Is it? Happy birthday! So happy. happy birthday to you. Um, we'd love to have you back for another advertisement. Uh, <laughs> 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 but it is her birthday today, well, so happy. go 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 check it out. Casa Diana, D I J A N N A of of Watertown. We'll just give her a free plug. I'll tell you one other thing that surprises me about banks. What's that? Some of them make absolutely conscious decisions from a business point of view not to do lending. Oh, yeah. There are banks that make all their money on securities, investments, absolutely US government true. bonds, absolutely treasury true. bonds, whatever. And, and you know why that is? Uh, because Could be a they, myriad of reasons. Because One they are stink afraid. At lending. Yes, yeah. they're afraid of lending. And do you know why they're afraid of lending? Because no one there knows how to do any math. That I believe. Okay. For those banks, that one I would buy. I, and they probably would couch it in a more esoteric way and say we don't have the infrastructure for lending, which <laughs> means they don't have calculators. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. We don't have the infrastructure. Yeah. There's such a bunch of gee whiz. You know, it's so easy Shucks. to pick on banks. So let's take just one minute 
and build on them. Let's let's figure out what they do do well. What do they do well? Well, I think if they you hire, know what if they hire the right I, people, they, they they have beautiful the banks that I have been in. They're beautiful architecture wise. Beautiful. I think they do that very well. Them on their I think I think they pick very nice colors for their advertising. I think that's true. Um, going down I, you know what else I think? Road. I think they do a very good job on fooling people that they're for them. Oh. Fooling people. I heard one today. I can't even remember what the bank was just because it's all the same to me now. But uh, free checking, free checking, free checking, free checking, free checking for 59 seconds of a one-minute spot. And then, uh, you know, the speed talker comes in. That you must deposit $500, direct deposit, twice a month, or you incur a fee for doing for putting your money there. So not so free checking. So not so free checking. But not with, so with free Ken, checking. Ken's point in mind, he's, Ken is genuinely trying to build uh, or create a, uh, a structure of some good things that the banks do besides what you're just talking about, Mr. Parker. Okay. Well, I think that banks, for the most part, deserve the beat up that they're getting right now because they took the global economy to the brink of collapse. Okay. Period. There yeah. is no question they did that because they were speculative with little self-restraint, let alone regulations and controls on them. And they deserve all the beat up they get for that. Okay. However, when you get down to the local level, when I talk about the local business, I think banks deserve credit if the banker is a good one. The, the individual po- person. The individual person. I will not endorse a brand. I don't think there is a brand out there that is worth its salt right now. But I do think that there are individual bankers who make brands look good. There you go. So I will give them that. At this point in time, I will absolutely give them that. And Brian, you know this as well as I know this. If okay. you're a great salesperson, say for you know, one of the local radio stations... And you as that individual make the choice to move to a competitor. Right. You are going to take a significant percentage of of your clients, your business, to that competitor that that advertiser vowed that they would never advertise on. But because they know, like, and trust you... Now all of a sudden they've crossed the threshold, and it's the exact same and there's thing the difference. happens in, in that industry. But right. but there's the difference. So you, you got a, a lot of uh, for a, a friendly way to say it, junior executives. You know, like people who are not really big mental power players, business wise, who are in sales. And there's really nothing wrong with that. They're great at other things in their life and whatever. But that's who radio sales are. There's either like young kids that really don't know what else to do. And working at a radio station sounds cool. And don't know anything, like I was. Didn't know nothing, nothing. Or you got guys that are sort of like, you know, I tried to sell insurance, and that's just boring. And blah, 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 blah. Maybe I can have a few contacts. Or maybe, you know, you know, I know this one or two guys that have, like, the car dealership and the, whatever, the movie theater. And I'll get them to be my clients or whatever. You know, other than that, but no one expects the radio sales guy to be like MBA from Harvard. No one expects that. You do expect someone who's walking in and talking to you about a two or three million dollar line of credit to have some serious business chops. 
two or three million dollars. I don't care who you are. That hurt. That'll hurt you if not kill you. I disagree. If you screw that up. I think anybody that walks in and asks me for my money better be professional enough to justify why. Yeah, I, I'm with. Ken. Yeah, but you're not. But you cannot possibly tell me that you expect the the same guy who is a radio executive to walk over the next day and say, you know what, I I left radio. I'm now with Bank X Y Z, and I want to talk to you about your loan. That would that would you that, would definitely that be like there be what? a there be a tough yeah. a yeah, disconnect. But, but, it, it's not coherent. Doesn't doesn't compute but if it worked the other way i'd have just as equal a disconnect if that if that mba learned banker went from xyz bank and the next day was selling radio for you know infinity broadcasting I'd have, I'd have a just the same you know yeah. just as big a concern like you <laughs> i don't know if we should bring this up oh go for it and we would you know no. the, <laughs> it, it has to do with the, it's the it's the phone call i gave you when i was buying my wife's car oh that's right yes right there you go i don't know if we need to <laughs> no you probably should okay <laughs> <laughs> now i want to know it's it's a guy we know who was a but this is this might be to the point right you know put on the air of being a super duper hot shot marketing guy and a few months later i'm down buying a car with my wife and who do I see? I didn't see him, but I saw um, picture. He had an office there, and he was like the assistant general manager, or whatever the heck it's called, uh, sales manager of a, you know, of a car dealership. You know, what would be huge for banks if they would be honest with who their people are, and they took every vice presidential title and eliminated it, and called people a title for what they actually do. She's a loan officer. She's not a vice president. She's she, a loan officer. She's the she's the chief navigator of bureaucracy. That would work as well. I want to have that, that. I understand. I want to have the office of bureauc bureaucratic navigation. That's what I want. I want that to be my title, head of bureaucratic navigation. That's a, it's a very descriptive That's title. Awesome. I have a feeling no one would want to talk to you. Oh, no, no, no. Au contraire, mon frère. You think? I think people who are fed up, I am the one person they want to talk to. I am probably true. the only person. That's true. <laughs> Let me expedite all this nonsense. Yeah. Hit zero, hit zero, hit zero. I don't care about pound. Hit zero, hit zero, hit zero. Uh, Welcome to the bureaucratic office of navigating your life. I have to remember to dig into my research. There is an 800 number you can call that gives you the bypass of every phone tree out there. Ooh. It's not an 800 website. That's interesting. Yeah, Boys I'll get and that girls, for you. Friends of all ages. Oh, God. We come to another close of Open for Business. Now, next week, what we're doing something a little different next week. We're not going to have necessarily a topic. Not that we really had one. I guess we sort of had one tonight. It's going to bash the banks night, I guess is really what it was. Next week, we're going to take a much broader approach to business, and we're going to kind of do a like a... Uh, this week in business. Yes, we could actually change it to. We could change it to this week in business. No, you know, we're someone we're already has that name though, right? Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah sure. probably. You're probably this week in on the horns. This week in business. It's just a long title, but we'll only brand this week. Keep All right, we'll we'll keep it for open for business. So that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna do that, and then we may or may not have someone uh, come in and join us. Just for a, what did you think about all this crazy news? 
but we will keep you up to date about what uh, is happening. Maybe we can even make a post of, of the topics. We will. I will. I wonder if there's a way. You know what we could probably do is on the Google Drive, we could probably share that with the world. And cool. so if people wanted to check out what the heck we're doing, Tell them we wouldn't give them edit permissions. We would just, yeah, that would be neat. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We couldn't have done it without you and the help of all of our sponsors, Amazon.com, Gateway Financial Group, the accounting firm of Budwitz and Meyer Jack. You know, we have no banks as sponsors. I wonder why that is. Me too. Deepwater (laughs) Seafood, Deepwater Seafood of Avon and Central, ctdental.com. A very special thanks to our chat room moderator, Evan Richards, and technical team at the Independent Media Network, IMNCT, Lon Seidman, and Doug Hardy. We are closing up for this week, but please do join us next week at 5.15 p.m when we once again will be open open for business. business. Cheers. Say bye.